Amen. I think we need to give thanks to God for our worship team this morning. It's fantastic, y'all. So Pastor Lee is uh, on, on seminary assignment this morning. He's uh, evaluating the service, and I think he's headed to, to evaluate another service, too, to see how much better ours is than that one. Is that, isn't that right? Was that the assignment, Lee? Just kidding. Don't tell him I said that. Not a contest. <laughs> well, good morning again. It's great. Again, it's great to be with y'all this morning. I am just always uh, so thankful to be able to be in worship with you. And this, this, uh, this vision that we've been talking about over the last few months of, of sharing life together, it's not just words. It's not just words for me. Uh, it really is uh, something that I believe God has called me to and has called us to, uh, and I'm so thankful for the honor that it is to, to be able to share life together in Christ with you, and uh, I just want you to know that. Uh, I've enjoyed this conversation that we've been having over the last few weeks. Uh, today's the, the final week of, of this series, We is Greater Than Me. Uh, it's actually, it's almost the final week. Next week is kind of the end, but this is the last week I'll be preaching. Uh, next week, we've got a special treat for you. Uh, there is uh, someone coming named Patrick Johnson, and Patrick is the founder and the president of an organization called The Generous Church, and you've heard us talk about The Generous Church a little bit over the past few months. Uh, they've been kind of our ministry partners as they're helping us to, to learn and grow in this idea of, of building a culture of, of generosity. So Pat, Patrick's going to come and kind of finish this conversation with us next week. And uh, I want to go ahead and tell you this. I, I told you this at the beginning of this series when I first started preaching about generosity. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you uh, before Patrick comes and preaches about generosity. Patrick is uh, not coming to ask you for money next week, okay? So, so you can go ahead and put your fears to rest about that. Uh, Patrick is, is, uh, has the same mindset that we do, that what, we, what we've been talking about over the last few weeks, that sometimes when you talk about generosity in the church, that it usually is about money. But what we've been talking about, how generosity, uh, whole life generosity, what we've been talking about is about so much more than that. It includes that, but that's not it, right? Um, whole life generosity is, is not just about money because it's not just about stewardship. Uh, whole life generosity is ultimately about discipleship. And so that's what we've been talking about, and that's what Patrick is going to come talk about with us next week as just kind of a culmination and a celebration of all that we've been sharing together. A whole life generosity as an expression of sharing life together in Christ. That's, that's what we feel like God is calling us to do and be, to continue to live into that. And so what we've been doing is we've been learning together what it looks like to, to be more generous people, to be a more generous church for no other reason than that we want to be more like Jesus. Amen? Uh, Jesus was generous, and so I want to be generous, and I want us to be generous, uh, and not just in one part of our lives, but, but in every part of our lives, because we worship and serve a generous God. And so as people created in God's image, as individuals called to a community of, of believers in Christ, as as communities commissioned to God's purposes in the world, we want to be generous as a reflection of our relationship with him. And we want that to be a reflection in and through all of our other relationships in life, right? Uh, it's, it's so simple, but it's so difficult, right? It's, it's really easy to say, but it's really hard to do. And so, so for the past few weeks, what we've been doing is we've been trying to learn and grow in this idea 
together. We, we've been looking at different examples of people, not just in the Bible, but, but people right here, people in our fellowship family, right here in our community, in our network, whose lives illustrate to us this idea of whole life generosity as an expression of this vision of sharing life together in Christ. And I love this morning, we've already witnessed such a powerful example of that through the story of, of our, our Linus ministry, of Judy Flesher and our Linus ladies. And, and their story could not fit any better with our scripture lesson today. That's just like God to do that, right? As I was reflecting on it this week, I thought, you know, only God could have brought these pieces together and, and, and woven them and stitched them together for this service so beautifully, just like one of these Linus blankets. Uh, today, we're gonna look at uh, a woman in the New Testament whose name is Lydia, and she was not only a faithful follower of Jesus Christ, but get this, she was a dealer in fine purple cloths. I love this. When, uh, when they brought me the, the, the blanket this week and I saw that it was purple, I saw, you know what? That's, that's just, just like God to bring that together in that way. So, so I love that. With that in mind, I want you to hear this story today. This is a story from God's word for us. This is the book of Acts. And if you didn't know this, just a little background on the book of Acts. The book of Acts was written by the same person that wrote the gospel of Luke, which is Luke, right? And so uh, I wanted to make sure that you knew that because there's a few places in this passage today where it says we, and, uh, and Luke was one of the folks who, followed, who went around and traveled with Paul as he went on his missionary journeys throughout the, the region. And so when you hear that, just know that, that Luke was actually with Paul and he was part of this we that, that was going out. Uh, to share the good news of God's grace. So with that in mind, I want you to hear, hear this today. This is Acts chapter 16, verses 11 through 15. Hear God's word for us today. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight from Samothracy. And the next day, we went on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there for several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to receive Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us into her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. This is God's word for us today. Uh, what we know from the story and what we know from church history is that Lydia was a prosperous and godly businesswoman. And our scripture lesson today teaches us that, that one day she encounters this unusual group of people. She hears a message from a person named Paul, the leader of this new movement, and he has a, a new message, and, and she responds to this message. And immediately after she responds to the message, she begins to make uh, what I'm going to call today a generous contribution to the movement. That's the title of the message today, a generous contribution. And what that looks like is she not only opens her heart, but she opens her home to Paul and, and to his workers. They actually start a church out of her house. Lydia becomes an important part of the growth of God's church, not only in her city, but, but throughout the region. From, from that contribution, God goes on to build a church that would become a role model church for generations to come. You and I know this church 
as the Philippians. Have you heard of the Philippians before, the Philippian church, right? Paul's letter to them is, is many of our favorite books of the Bible, and it all started uh, with Lydia. Uh, this church became a generous, growing church. They, they reflected their relationship with their generous God to their neighbors and to their community, and they maintained this bright witness to those around them, even in Paul's absence, if you go back and read the book of Philippians. And this was largely because people like Lydia saw their business, their wealth, their homes as all belonging to God. When the church needed anything that Lydia had, she turned it over to God for God to use for the purpose of spreading the message of the Messiah, the good news of God's grace in that particular place. And the significance of, of Lydia's example, her conversion to Christ, her, her connection to his church, her commitment and her contribution to the cause of Christ is, is this, it's that the net is working the network is, is widening. It's, it's spreading out throughout the region of, of Asia Minor and the, and the borders of, of the known world. It's, it's happening not just in the synagogue. It's happening in the streets. The good news of God's grace is being proclaimed not just in worship but, but in the workplace. People like Lydia were doing more than just opening their homes. They were opening, or opening their hearts. They were opening their homes. Every part of their life, not just their Sunday morning church life, but every part of their life, they were saying, here I am, Lord, all of me. I give it to you in response to you giving all for me. People were using their influence in the community to not only carry their cross, but to carry the message of the cross to those around them. And so the movement is, is moving, the net is spreading out all over the place. Last week, we talked about how, how Jesus calls his disciples, ordinary, everyday people, just like you and me. They were fishermen, simply going about their day, cleaning their nets on the side of their boats, and Jesus meets them right where they were. He says, follow me, and what? I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they dropped their nets and they followed him. And in that moment of surrender, their lives would be transformed and they would not have any idea how God would use their lives to transform the world. They went from their net working for a catch to them net working for the kingdom. We talked about that last week. Helping people find meaningful connections with God and others. That's, that's what a network is all about. We talked about for that reason that, that the net, the net that's right in front of you here, this is a perfect visual for us. This is a powerful image as followers of Christ and as the church because the strength and significance of a net is found in those interwoven pattern of connections, those knots that are tied together. And even, and, and the more weight that's put on it, the more stress that's put on it, the, the knots get tighter, right? What a beautiful picture of the church. In the same way that the church is a, is a network of relationships, that even in crisis, it gives strength to our lives with Christ and our life together in Christ, right? Last week, I shared with you that, that I have a friend named J.D. Walt who, who's written a, a few books, and in one of the books, he, he talks about this a little bit. I wanted to share with you what he had written uh, in one of his books about this. 
I think it's a powerful uh, description of, of the power of the net. He says, a fishing net is simply a consolation of closely tied knots. Jesus's first disciples left their nets behind to follow him. They would soon become the nets themselves. This is how he would teach them to fish for people, not with bait, but with the literal net formed by their relationships with one another. This is a picture of the church as it was founded and as it spread across the earth in those early centuries. The church did not spread and grow as a function of its institutional structures or its professional clergy or impressive buildings or its budget surpluses or deficits. The church multiplied in breadth as the relationships among its people grew in depth. I want to read that part one more time. I think that bears repeating. The church multiplied in breadth as the relationships among its people grew in depth. Doesn't that sound a whole lot like sharing life together in Christ? The little churches in Philippi and Corinth and Ephesus and Thessalonica and Colossae were like so many fishing nets. It was a winsome consolation of their distinctive relationships in the deep waters of those bustling, irreligious, and often uber-religious cities that captured the attention of seekers and persecutors alike. And then he closes with this powerful statement. To be sure, Jesus dwells in our individual lives, but he multiplies his movement through the bonds between us. And here's the best part. The movement continues to this day. The net is still spreading across the world and across our community. And Jesus is still inviting people like you and me to join the movement. Jesus is still asking people like you and me to be a knot in the network. Jesus is still using people like you and me to be beacons of breakthrough in our churches and in our communities, in our lives and in our life together. We talked about it a few weeks ago. I believe that the kingdom of God is breaking through right here, right now, and breakthrough is happening as it often does within the context of Christian community, folks like you and me. As I was thinking about it and praying about this message this week, it reminded me of of the old uh, proverb. Do you remember the one that goes like this? Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Well, what about this? Give people a net and they'll catch a lot and, and maybe they'll eat for a while. But teach people to become a net and they'll catch community and they'll eat together for eternity. See, that's what this conversation that we've been having is all about, friends. There's, there's eternal consequences and eternal significance to sharing life together in Christ. That's been the purpose of this conversation since the very beginning, just to recap all that we've talked about. All the themes, all the messages, all the scriptures we've explored, they've been about one thing, which is to teach us to become a net for Christ and for his kingdom, to answer the generous calling of Christ, to make a generous commitment to Christ, to have, a, to have the generous courage of Christ, to be a generous conductor for Christ, to make a generous contribution to Christ and to his kingdom. So as we bring this 
conversation to a close this morning, I wanna challenge us to give generously of our prayers and our presence and our gifts and our service and our witness as a reflection of our relationship with our generous Christ, as representatives of our generous church. So let's make a commitment to pray together, to be present together, to to give together, to serve together, to bear witness together, to be generous together in every area of our lives as an expression of God's vision for our lives, sharing life together in Christ. What do you say? Are you with me? Last week, I asked you to spend some time to to think and pray and reflect about some examples of when and how you've experienced this, this idea of sharing life together, this idea of whole life generosity in in ways that maybe you've either demonstrated it or you've received it within our community. And I said at the end of the service this week, I was gonna ask you to bring them forward and put them on this net up front as a testimony to God's goodness and God's generosity in our lives and our lives together. So I wanna ask you to do that this morning. I hope that you got one of these cards. And if you didn't, it's, it's still you still got time. You can still go get one. Our ushers will be glad to bring them to you. But I'd love for you to take just a few minutes. Our band's gonna come up here and they're gonna lead us in our closing song. And this is the time in the service uh, where you're invited to respond to whatever it is that God is laying on your heart this morning. And you know what? Even if you have, don't have anything written on your card, I would love for you to just bring it up today and, and place it on the net as an act of worship. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna compile these stories and we're gonna share them next week as, as, uh, as Patrick comes and celebrates with us. We're not gonna read all of them, but we're gonna have them in a place where folks can see them. And it's gonna be a, a celebration. It's gonna be a culmination of this conversation about whole life generosity as an expression of life together in Christ. Because the truth is this, it's not just that stories like Lydia's happened. It's that they happen all the time. They happen every time that ordinary people like you and me respond to the good news of God's grace in our lives and in our life together. And we decide to make a generous contribution to Christ and to his kingdom. So what will yours be? Let's pray together. God, I do thank you so much for your grace and your generosity, Lord, that that you meet us right where we are, that you pour out your love on us so generously that we would be called sons and daughters of the Most High God. Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that, that you do meet us right where we are and yet you don't leave us there. You call us to come and follow you so that we might experience life like we've never experienced it before, life that's abundant and life that's eternal in and through Christ. Lord, we thank you that you call us to live lives that that reflect your love and grace and generosity, Lord, as we respond to your calling. Lord, help us to do that, not just on Sunday morning, but every day, not just in worship or, or in this building, but everywhere we go with every person that we know. Help us, teach us, Lord, to be more like Jesus so that we might live lives of whole life generosity, not just by ourselves, but together as we share our life together in Christ. Lord, I pray today if there is anyone here that doesn't know you, that they might hear you knocking on the door of their heart this morning and they might open up and invite you in. 
I pray that there, if there is someone here today or, or, or online, Lord, that, that is feeling alone and, and needs connection, that they might take a step of faith today to, to send a message or to, to reach out and have a conversation about what that looks like. Lord, whatever you're doing, whatever you're speaking to our hearts today, I pray that you would give us the courage and the faith to respond. Lord, I pray for each person that has a card today that they might uh, wanna bring forward and put on this net as a, as a demonstration of the work that you're doing in our lives together, Lord, that you would just help us to do that today, boldly and faithfully. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Whatever it looks like, help us to respond to your message today. Open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds to not just receive it, but to respond so that, so that it might bear fruit in our lives and in our life together. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Would you stand? Uh, as we sing this closing song, again, if, if God's putting something on your heart and you have a, something that you'd like to bring and put on this net, I would love for you to do that. The altars are open this morning if you'd like to come and pray. Uh, they're, they're, uh, you can come and do that. If you want somebody to pray with you, I'd love to pray with you. But let's use these last few minutes to just respond to whatever it is that God is, is placing on our hearts today. Amen.